You're listening to the Things I Think About podcast. I'm your host, Jim Stroud. This episode of the Things I Think About will be a little different than the ones I have released previously because... Well, just to be honest, because I had some technical difficulties. And rather than record the show as per normal, I am using a recording of a phone conversation. So the quality of the sound is not up to par as per usual. However, the quality of the conversation (laughs) uh, definitely increased. I have a very special guest. I think you will enjoy listening to her. (laughs) I sure did. Uh, you'll find out what I mean right after this word from my sponsor. DuckDuckGo is a search engine just like Google, and its main focus is users' privacy. If you have ever used this search engine, you already know what it can do for you. Now, whether you are a new DuckDuckGo user who is trying to learn what all this site can do, or you are someone who has already been using the site for some time, Learning some of the search tips for this famous search engine will not hurt. Go to www.jimstroud.com free to download the free ebook, 12 DuckDuckGo Search Tips You Should Know to Boost Productivity. Again, go to www.jimstroud.com free to download the free ebook, 12 DuckDuckGo Search Tips You Should Know to Boost Productivity. Do it now. You'll be glad you did. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, about who you are and what you do. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Tree. Uh, well, that's what I go by, Tree, for the, for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be revealing my real name uh, soon when I move. Um, but uh, my name is Tree. I I'm known as Tree of Logic, and uh, I'm a I'm a black female right winger on YouTube. <laughs> Black female right winger. That that sounds like an oxymoron to a lot of people. Like you guys don't. <laughs> you, you don't really believe it. You don't really hear anybody call. I, actually, to this day, I don't hear any blacks call themselves right wingers. They all call themselves conservatives. True, true, true. Is there is there a significant difference between conservative and oh. right winger? Absolutely. I'm probably um, more extreme. Uh, on the right, like a hardcore. Um, um, I would have to say, I if on cons- on conservatives, regardless of race, I'm to their right and they're to my left. So um, I I I, I, I want to be careful with my words, but let me just say, uh, uh, some of my stuff could be a little hardcore uh, than your uh, conservatives. I I guess you can say. To me, conservatives are a little bit milk toast. Even though I agree with some of the stuff that they they uh that they have that they uh, their ideology, but mine's pretty like hardcore, um, different than theirs. So, okay. Well, let me sort of imagine something in my head. So you're going to the mall, and you're wearing jeans and maybe um, a MAGA hat. <laughs> would that be an average day, or is that only on special occasions? Okay. Would that be your everyday dress or just special occasions? I um I I've wore the mega hat like um let me see. I don't I would not wear it now because I'm very angry with the uh Trump. 
Um, mm. I, uh, I'm very angry with some things he has done. But uh, I will say that the election was stolen. Uh, he did win. Um, unfortunately, we have the, the crypt keeper in the White House now. Um, <laughs> based upon COVID, COVID-19, that's the only reason why they were able to get away with that. Uh, but however, and I actually did support him um, for the presidency of 2020, but uh, me wearing a, a mega hat, the, la- the only time, I think the last time I wore a mega hat was when I was active on Twitter. It was 2018, and I kept seeing videos of other uh, conservatives or Trump supporters wearing a mega hat and going into liberal cities and getting uh, approached and getting the hat slapped off their heads and actually just getting attacked physically. And I was like, I was like, I think it's the energy you guys have because that doesn't, that doesn't happen to me. And I stay like an hour away from Atlanta. So I put on the hat and I drove all the way up to Atlanta. I went to one of the bluest areas in Atlanta, which is, um, uh, uh, little five points and five points. I wore the yeah. hat. I went into Whole Foods filming myself. Nothing happened to my. Nothing happened to me. You sound disappointed. <laughs> no, I mean, I... <laughs> like, are you like you know you know black folks be wishing like I wish somebody. Could. I wish you know what I mean? In a way, I was I did go over there looking for a fight, but it just I mean, and nothing happened. And I was like, and, and everybody was like, well, that's different. Like, no, it's not different. I think it's just your energy. I think if you if you're gonna put on a hat, you know, what I'm saying you gotta own it. You gotta own what comes with it. So you know, and, and I got a couple of just like uh, a couple of looks, but other than that, nothing happened. So I guess I, that's a long way of answering. Like that's not my typical um, gear is wearing a mega hat. Absolutely not. I mean, I have it. I wore it. I was very pro-Trump in 2016, uh, 2017, but once once he, um, with the omnibus bill and then the bump stock ban, I was so over it. So, and it was bad enough he he was dealing with, um, well, that can go on and on and on. I'm not, I know this is another show. I don't want to derail, derail your show, but let's just say uh, I kind of like got off the Trump train on 2018. So that's why I say I'm a, I'm a right winger because if you, if you, it, what Trump did was, was satisfactory to conservatives. Okay. So, but it wasn't satisfactory to me. So I guess you can see from that experience alone that my views are very hardcore on, on the Republican side than anything else. Okay. It's interesting, though, uh, about wearing a hat because it, it sort of speaks to freedom. Um, a lot of times I think uh, people think that all blacks should think a certain way. And if sure. they don't think a certain way, then they're not truly black, to uh, paraphrase uh, President Joe Biden when he said, you don't vote for me right. when you ain't black. Um, right. <laughs> what does that say about freedom for black people in America, that, that he, if they don't think a certain way, their black privileges are canceled. <laughs> yes. Well, let's let's look at where that came from because um, yes, of course, we have a lot of uh, demon rats, okay, Democrats who think that we uh, that all blacks are monolithic groups. However, I have to blame black folks for that because mm. uh, blacks. If I I can't tell you how many times I've had black people come to my channel 
and tell me I'm not invited to the cookout and that when the white boys turn against me, don't come and run to them, and that I'm an aunt your mama, I'm a coom, I'm a, a bed with them. They call me all kinds of names trying to race shame me, and I just laugh at them. And white people on the left see this. Well, all white people, regardless of their where, where they are, they all see this. But white demon rats, Democrats will see this, and they'll go, oh, so if, if the blacks that we like don't like them, then it's okay for me to not like them. And so they will have this idea of, yeah, you're supposed to think like the blacks because that's what other blacks have said you're supposed to think. Now, of course, they'll get a colorful response from me, but, you know, the, the, the blame is on our own people. And, and one last thing on that point, I don't know if you remember this on Twitter, uh, when, um, I don't know who it was, but, um, they, oh, Tim Scott, they done called our, they done called our buddy Tim Scott, called him, yeah. uh, you, you know what they called him, right? Okay. And yeah. it was, yeah. it was, yeah, it was white, it was white liberals who felt so comfortable doing that. And by the way, they did get a backlash. They did delete the tweets and apologize, but you know, it was amazing how even some blacks, not all blacks on the left, you know, flipped the script on them and said, you can't say that. But I'm like, but you say it. You know, that's where they're getting it from. They're getting it from you. They're getting it from the black community when they try to shame other blacks who don't kowtow to tribalism. I think they call that liberal privilege. Uh, another yeah. example of that is when uh, Joe Biden, not Joe, Hunter Biden, uh, and his text message revealed that he calls his white friends uh, the N-word all the time. And it's yeah. a deal. And you don't hear much of anything about it on the, on the uh, mainstream news at all. It's like totally, totally Absolutely crazy. not. The fact that Joe Biden is praised by blacks is laughable. Robert Byrd mentored <laughs> Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Are you serious? They want to sit up here and, and, and try to say that Trump is a fascist, that Trump is a white supremacist, and here you have a man whose mentor is an actual Klansman. Like, I, I, and, and, and I actually, like, how many times do we have to hear all of the crazy things Joe have said from, you know, the way he joyfully said the N-word with the hard R at the end on the, on the Senate floor, the way that he was talking about how I don't want, uh, I don't want my, what do you, no, I don't want my kids going to a school, it'll be a jungle or something like that. A race, a um, jungle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, and uh, here's my favorite, here's my favorite. Poor kids are just as bright as white kids. Like, how if Trump said any of this, if Trump said any of this, dude, he would be done. But see, that's why I don't take black people on the left seriously, because I'm like, here you have an actual racist, an actual racist who have done racial things, and you guys are like, ah, it's nothing to see here. I also did a video. I, this is another thing that shocked me. I did a video where there was a Democrat out of Rhode Island that has an all-white uh, country club, right? It's, yep. uh, is it, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? And I do, I do. they approached – I'm sorry, I'm sorry what did you say? That's like, yeah, I do, because this reporter approached him and said, uh, you're in charge of it or your wife is heavily involved in it. Why aren't you changing it? Yeah, that has a lot of oh. stock in it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a long-running tradition. 
Yeah, like long, it's a long-running tradition. And it's like, you, you mean to tell me? <laughs> See, here's the deal. And guess what? No outrage from blacks, right? No outrage mm-hmm. from blacks. And so, so, but imagine, imagine if Mitch McConnell said something like that. Black Lives Matter and T and everybody else would be in front of that building. So I don't take the, I don't take any of these, this outrage. I never have. But then I, I always throw this in their face when they want to sit up here and get this mildly outra- uh, outraged uh, because, uh, you know, somebody said something that, that made them angry. So, uh, you know, you can't sit up here and say, okay, okay, we don't mind the white folks on the Democratic Party who have always been racist. They, that's, the, that's the entire uh, history. Their existence is to be racist against black folks. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. black people are still underneath the spell of Lyndon B. Lyndon, uh, B. Johnson. And until that spell is over with, you can just forget about them uh, as far as a huge majority leaving the Democratic Party, it's just never going to happen. But in but in reference to bringing that all back to about freedom, obviously we are free because you know I don't see anything that blacks cannot have achieved. And with two percent, I did some research on this. This is going to blow your mind. If if mm. blacks are not free, how in the heck are two percent of the black population millionaires? Make that make sense. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's something. I, I we have more I, black. We have more black middle class than we do have those in poverty. So what I'm noticing is I'm noticing these bougie blacks, these blacks who are children of of um, uh, black parents who did grow up hard. Like you, you mm. do have uh, blacks who grew up on the streets. Um, and they and they got out, you know, because they made good choices. They took advantage of the quadrillion programs that are afforded to us because of our skin color, and as far as I'm concerned, because of my uh, gender. So I got way more grants available to me and uh, programs offered to me for just ticking off two boxes, black and woman, than you, okay, because you got one with black. And the thing about it is, is that when they get into these nice areas, they have children, they reminisce, the parents reminisce about how they had it the old times and they grew up, you know, on man sandwiches, okay, or they had the block of cheese <laughs> yeah. from wherever. So their kids listen to this in envy, and they want that street cred. They want to know how it is to, to, to grow up poor and downtrodden so they can actually say, so they can have a success story. And that's when they come up with this crazy stories of, oh, we so oppressed, we this, we that. And then when you find out how they, they had a mommy and a daddy growing up, they went to a uh, predominantly white school, they had a good education, they, had a, they even went to violin class, they went to ballet class, they had everything that their poor parents didn't have, and yet still they want to attach themselves to a struggle. And in this case, they're attaching themselves to a struggle that just doesn't uh, it's just not re- re- reality. It just doesn't happen. You cannot think that what happened in the 60s is happening right now. So they should just, just basically shut up. I clown them every, all the time because I did come from the streets. I did come from one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Washington, D.C. So when I see these bougie, boule black folks want to sit up here and talk about how we are, pro, uh, we are uh, um, oppressed, the first thing I go is, where were you raised? And it shuts them down every time. So I'm like, how the hell are you oppressed? What is it that white people can achieve that you can't achieve? 
And, and it, it, all you have to do is break down your argument by just asking specific questions. And it's just kryptonite. I did a, um, I did a debate with a black liberal uh, who was heavily indoctrinated under CRT. It was the most it was the most mind-blowing debate I have ever had in my life because this guy was specifically taught in a white school, by the way. Okay, so I went to, I graduated from a historical black college, and I'm like, you, you guys always talk about black oppression and you uh, and uh, Black Lives Matter and segregation, and this and the other, but you went to a white school, so you're fraudulent. Anyway, so um, I, 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 I said to him, I said, um, he was saying that uh, Jim Crow was a national, a federal uh, uh, law. I was like, no, it wasn't. It was only in the South. It was like, just to listen to the, what, the stuff that he was taught based upon the historical accuracy things that I was telling him. I said, no historian worth his salt would ever say that Jim Crow laws were enforced nationally. You're a clown. I don't understand where you get, whoever taught you this did this. If, if a white professor or a black professor taught you this, they did this to hurt you, and you should sue. Because there's no way you should know this type of history when you can actually, it's, it's easily accessible on Google. I'm sorry, I am such a, a motor mouth. Let me no, 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 I appreciate it. Because you, you're, you're hitting on a very strong point as to why this continues. And I was having this uh, discussion with somebody the other day. Racism continues um, in, in, in America because, one, there's political power to be gained from it. Uh-huh. And then, two, uh, there's money to be gained from it. So you, for, for the, on the political side, you, you've already, you gave a good, a good example of that. If people keep thinking that way, then uh, the left will continue to be voted into office. No matter what, right. even if you have a big defund the police uh, idiot uh, 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 movement going on, uh, right. even if the city crime rate soars through the roof, like in Portland, went up 800% behind that, they mm. still will vote in those same type of people because they have that mentality that everything is Jim Crow and everything's against them. Instead of voting what's, what's for their best interest, they'll keep that party line going. That's one. Right. The other one is because there's so much money to be made from it. Like, there's a book called White Fragility, written by Robin DiAngelo. Yeah, um, I know about that book. Yeah. yeah, now, I'm really hesitant to say a scam. I'm more like, you know, I don't hate to play, I hate the game. But yeah. in her in her book, she basically uh, it says that white people are evil, right? right. And uh, to be less evil, if you're white, you're going to be less evil, then you should have me come to your office and give a presentation, give a, um, uh, what do you call it, um, a presentation to your office about it. And uh, if I, I come to your office, I'm going to tell you some things to help you identify yourself as being uh, white, which is being an oppressor. And then I'm going to tell you how awful you are. And then I'm going to tell you that racism is everywhere and ever changing, so you need to come back every now and again to remind you how awful you are as a white person. And every time you invite me back, I'm going to charge you back around $10,000 for my workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. so right. Uh, it's going to keep going on because of stuff like that. Now, I looked up this. I found this uh, report from McKinsey & Company, and the, the uh, grievance industry, which is, a, I guess, a way of calling it, people who will take advantage of, of race to 
profit monetarily. That's like a billion dollar industry last, last over the last couple of years. So you're making billions of dollars. This kind of stuff is going to keep on going because there's too much money to be made, too much political power to be made from it. So it's not going to stop anytime right. soon, which is disappointing. But there right. I am on my tangent. <laughs> 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 on my With D'Angelo, uh, um, um, it amazes me. <laughs> this is why also another reason why I, I kind of get a little frustrated with with people uh, who claim to be intelligent, I, I said this white woman told you that white people are inherently evil, yet still and deceptive. Yet still, you hired a white woman to continue to come over here and pay her to keep telling you that she's. It's like the the actual the devil is telling you that they are Satan. And you're like, well, come to the church on anyway, time. Come on and sit in the front. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, bring your tithes. It's like they're telling you who they are. And you're like, you know, okay, well, still, come on. I'm going to pay you. I'm like, if you tell me you're evil, why would I hire you to continue to tell me how to be less evil? You're suspect. And, and if this white woman really believed what she, what she wrote in that book, White Fragility, then why doesn't she have a black person going to uh, these uh, places to tell white people how bad they are? I mean, I, I think, to me, it, it, is, it is a good con game. And I really don't, I don't hate her. I just, I hate that she reminds me how Stupid people are, and how easily yeah. de- they're, they're, they are de- to be deceived. You know what? Next time you talk to someone about how racist America is and how everything is against them, you know, I'm going to give you a couple of stat points that I talked about in the earlier podcast. <clears throat> all right, so out of all the married couples in America, at least as of uh, 2019, 18% of U.S. marriages were interracial. How can you have a racist country if you have almost a, a fifth of the population intermarried? Sure. Also, when you look at the rate of adoptions, 20% of adoptions are interracial. How can you be a racist country if you're going to adopt children of other races? And even with that, the people who are adopting, uh, the, way that, the way the adoptions are going, uh, white families are adopting people, children of color, more so at a much greater rate than black people are adopting white people. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the mainstream media, they have you think otherwise. Yeah. I, I, I just basically just look at, I look at the money. That right there mm. is, a good, is good stats. I just look at the money. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm looking at all these. <laughs> black, we got, we have, um, I think we have over 10 black billionaires. But like I said, yeah. 2% millionaires. I'm, I'm sorry, how are we racist when we can make money? Even, even, do, even do, during the Reconstruction era, we had black uh, millionaires like Madam C.J. Walker. So I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out, like, um, how are how are we? How is this country racist when blacks can actually make a ton of money if they want to? Oh yeah, oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's um, 
part of the city point is they, they want to feel some, oh, I can't say all, some want to feel that they identify with a struggle that does not exist for them, right. like it did for their parents. I, I totally right. see that. Another part of it is the critical race theory teaching, yeah. uh, teaching yeah. them that they are oppressed by virtue of just being born black in America and they'll never right. be free. Um, it's, right. But I, I think, uh, here I am, at, maybe answering my own question, but I think that part of the freedom that I think we as blacks want in America is not something that can be taken from white people. It's something that we have to give to ourselves. And I say that from the standpoint of I think we need a cultural shift. You know, uh, there are people who are blacks that are born outside the United States who come to America. They uh, do a lot better than the ones that mm-hmm. are born here. You right, know, I'm looking, right. You look at Nigerians, for example. Oh, yep. my gosh. Nigerians do extremely well. They're crushing it, which proves oh that gosh. systemic racism doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Right. Nigerians just basically destroy that whole systemic racism narrative. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Exactly that. It's, um, whew. you know, I think we could go on for, for another hour. <laughs> it's only so long. I told my listeners they were in for a treat, and I think I delivered on that. Uh, Tree, if you would tell people where they can get your where they can see more of you, and I'm going to add a link in the podcast description. But uh, for those just listening, give them a heads up on how they can reach you. Yes, uh, my main website is treeoflogic.com. Uh, that's treeoflogic.com. And where my uh, material is um, available is on YouTube at the Treehouse News. The Treehouse News, um, Treehouse is one word, and then News, that's where I'm very active on. I had to leave my original channel <clears throat> because YouTube, <laughs> YouTube yeah, was yeah, like, nope, 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 we're gone. And so I, I left that channel my original uh, Tree of Logic channel and came to Treehouse News, uh, and I've been active on there for the last three years. So if you, if you want to really find me, go to Treehouse News or just go to um, Tree of Logic, and it will link you to my current sites, I mean to my current uh, social media platforms. All right, and, then, and also I'll add a link to all of that in the podcast description as well to make it easy for the listeners. So just look at the podcast description, and you will see the information there as well. Tree, thank you, thank you a thousand times. Thank you for your time and being on the show. Yeah, no much. problem, Jim. I appreciate it. I loved I, it. I had a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you have been listening to the Things I Think About podcast. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. Drop me an email. I can be reached at Jim Stroud. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D at jimstroud.com. So until next time, bye-bye.